Better like, okay, I'll tell you. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And it's been a couple weeks, I'll be honest with you. I could have done a show last week, but I was a little tired. But, you know, I'm here and you're here. So let me tell you, if you're not here, you should be. And if you are here, you're listening one of three ways. You're listening through my website, markscalia.com. And check out more of that site. I'm constantly updating the calendar and some content. And check me out on Facebook and Twitter and follow me. Do all that stuff. Second way you can listen to me is if you want to be more participant. If you want to be part of the live chat, all you got to do is click the box you're listening to on my website. And that will send you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler. M-I-X-L-R dot com. And then you can be part of my live chat. I got a bunch of people live chatting. So that is always fun. And the third way you can listen is if you cannot listen live, you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show. So because we weren't here last week or you you might have been here last week. I just wasn't here last week. Uh, Well, I was here. I just wasn't here i was i was nursing a back but because we've had a week off i would love to bring up the speed about what's been going on with the happening now monologue everything that happens now is happening now what happened then that's when just now we're it now now go back to then now 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 i can't why we missed it when just now when will then be now soon and yes last week i had a corporate gig during the day and i was on my feet for that day and then I did another corporate gig the day before so my back of course my back is still going through the the motion so I I was like you know I could do it but then my guest canceled you know and John's a good guy and I love John and I I hope to get John on the show in a future episode the thing is he got called in work and he's a correctional officer so it's really not you can go eh I don't feel like coming in my back has been getting a little better, but not great. I stopped doing some PT this week. I've been going to the gym. I went to the chiropractor, and he cracked my neck so bad, I thought it was in like a sci-fi movie. It went, and he kept going. <laughs> and that was one way. Then he goes the other way. I'm like, he's not going to, oh, geez, he did it that way too. And I, th- <laughs> I thought he was going to snap my neck. I'm like, I'm going to be a paraplegic in the uh, chiropractor's office. But I'm trying to go to the gym. I missed my yoga because uh, my wife and I had a meeting. So I thought the class started at noon. It didn't. It started at 10. I'm like, uh. So, but I'm trying to do that. And I, I have to do something because last weekend, I had a full weekend booked. And it was fantastic. And then, of course, I emailed the agent. 
the Friday night never happened and the Saturday night was canceled. And I'm like, you realize it's Monday. And when you lose an entire weekend, that's, you know, 25% of my income for the month. So I was on the phone and emails and sending people out. The short story is I actually filled, not only did I fill my Friday, I filled my Saturday again and I doubled up my Saturday, which was awesome. It was just really fantastic. And of course I had a gig Saturday night and then that canceled for this Saturday night. And then like, I'm again, texting email. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, it's and the funny thing is if I was like an opener in the middle, I'd fill it in a heartbeat. First of all, if I lost it, it wouldn't be that big a deal. And then I would pick it up again because if I'm an opener or middler, I get all the work. But if you're closing all the time, it's very hard to just fill a new weekend. It's super hard. But I did it, and you know now I got a gig for Saturday night, which is great, and it's it's a little less money, but it's still I'm working. So it's been hot and cold. It's been really hot and cold. As a matter of fact, I'm doing background work on a film tomorrow, which I can't stand doing background work to be honest with you, but. It's not that far. It's like going to be a 12-hour day, and they're using my car, which I don't know if they, you know this. They pay you for using your car. Like if your car is in a scene, you know, your car gets... My car was in, what was that Mel Gibson movie that I wasn't in? My car was in it. So, <laughs> The Salem Trolley's been keeping me busy. Salem Spirits Trolley's been really good. And, of course, the regular Salem Trolley, their regular shows, which I may start being a tour guide on the Salem Trolley. And it was really funny. It was really, you know, kind of uh, serendipitous. And uh, we've got a couple private shows coming up. So I had to go down there and, and speak with the owner, the manager, uh, on behalf of my wife. And because it's my wife's company, not mine. I kind of just do a little bit of money work and blah, blah, blah. And then we started talking. And then she's like, yeah, I'd love to be, you know, I'd love to have you as my tour guide. I just, I don't think it pays you enough. And I went, probably not. But tell me what it is. It's like, I like when people go, I don't want to insult you. It's like, fucking insult me. <laughs> Please insult me. Insult me with your offer of money, <laughs> you dumbass. Just insult me. And here's the thing. And I mean, Kim, you're in the area. Maybe you can come by. Deacon Giles, we got a comedy show going on there. I'm producing that show. Deacon Giles Distillery on May 19th. And we've been advertising like a son of a bitch. And then today, boom, tickets start rolling it. Like, you know, I don't know why I panic because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then, of course, like tickets are just rolling in right now. So, And it's uh, it's a little over a week, and we'll be completely fine, I think. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, their cocktails are amazing. The ticket price, $15. How can you beat that? Not only that, that ticket price includes a drink. What? A drink on their menu, of course. It's not like I would like a vat of gin. Which would be great. I would drink a vat of gin. Their gin is fantastic. And their spicy rum and their regular rum. So I would completely recommend that. And that's, again, Deacon Giles right in Salem on May 19th. So come by and see that. So before we get to my guest, she's so funny. And I met her a few months ago down in Foxborough. And I watched a bunch of her videos because I had to do some stuff. And stuff I didn't know she did because I didn't hear her whole act. But really funny. But before I get to her, I would like to play a quick game with you. And you guys do so well in this game. I'd like to play I Remember That Show. Broadcast 
That was my attempt at whistling. Really? Plus I'm, plus I'm drinking tonight. So this is a game where I play you a theme from a TV show, and you have got to guess the theme. Now, we've got a lot of listeners tonight, so see if you guys can figure these out. So let me put this one in, and then let me play it. How about this one? <laughs> then it would be getting there with the dinner. I drank those ladies and I drank those ladies. I didn't drink all them ladies, but some of those ladies I did drink. And I'm gonna be honest with you. They would they would drink they were drinking the Kool-Aid and I had some with that with the pudding. <laughs> Is this a trigger word? <laughs> there we go. Yes, that was the Cosby Show. Congratulations, Kim. You got that right. You got it. Trigger warning next time, Mark. <laughs> fire in the hole. <laughs> Just yell, fire in the hole. <laughs> How about the next one? What? Kim, you're killing it. Really? I didn't even know this when I played it. I was like, I don't recognize this song. (laughs) This is early 90s optimism. (laughs) I know, your childhood. This This is barely my childhood. All right, you know something? Since since we're playing your childhood, let's play a little of my childhood. Uh, let's see. How about this one? I couldn't even get a better copy of this song. That's how old it is. Don't shazam it, you cheaters. No, no, not heart to heart. I can give you a hint. Blake Carrington was in it. Who was the voice of Charlie from Charlie's Angels, by the way? It is Dynasty. Yes, and I... I gave it to you, but whatever. Dynamite! <laughs> you got that one right. Oh, wait a minute. You got Cosby Show, too. So how about this? How you doing? Yeah, you got them all right. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to take our first break. And when we come back uh, during the break, actually, you're going to get a little sampling of my guest. Trisha Ald will be joining us. And Trisha, don't call her Tracy. <laughs> You'll figure it all out. She's super duper funny, and I cannot wait to talk to her because we're going to have some fun. You are listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back.
Welcome to another installment of Radio Irregardless's History. The ancient Greeks were among the first to pay tribute to mom. Sort of. Their spring festival honored Rhea, the mother of all Greek gods. That holiday didn't pan out. I got diarrhea. But the modern era Mother's Day was created by Anna Marie Jarvis. Hello, I am Jarvis. I am a programmer. In 1910, West Virginia became the first state to observe the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. And in 1914, President Wilson signed a bill that officially made the second Sunday in May Mother's Day. The holiday was meant to be spent in church. Afterwards, sons and daughters would write loving letters to their mothers. What's this? A letter for me. Since then, Mother's Day has become one of the most profitable holidays for florists and the phone company's highest volume day of the year. Call your mom. Millions of moms around the world receive extra attention and well-deserved hugs. This has been Radio Irregardless's History. Hey guys, this is Jess Miller. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. I'm on the toilet as we speak, so welcome, listeners. Not really on the toilet, but I figured I'd just say that anyway. Thank you so much for getting my name right. This has been a very serious issue that I've been experiencing in my personal life. Most recently, I was seriously dating a guy, and he was so excited to introduce me to his roommates at three o'clock in the morning while they were eating Chinese food. Um, neither here nor there. He excitedly said, guys, this is Tracy. <laughs> you don't know where the fuck you're at emotionally until the person who's putting their pee in your V, no condom, uh, introduces you to his roommates by the wrong name. Guys, I don't know what the appropriate reaction is, but mine was, fuck it, I'll change it. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> so nice to meet you, gentlemen. Pass the low main, please. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and I'm having some technical issues. But joining me via Skype is the very funny, aforementioned Trisha Ald, everybody. Hello. Hey, Mark. Hi, fans. How are you, Trish? Mark's wife and his friend. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Everybody's Thanks jumping on now. Me, so, how are you, Trish? I'm good. I'm coming to you live from my bed. <laughs> Having a wild Wednesday night. That's the beauty of Skype. You can just broadcast anywhere, anytime. And we're just audio. So you could go. I know. Video. I was really I... relieved when you said that, actually. <laughs> I was like, perfect. Don't have to paint a face on. Well, everybody's like, well, if we're on Skype, do you, are we broadcasting? You know, because I say we're broadcasting live. We're going through Skype. So everybody thinks it's like, you know, video simulcast like Facebook. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's no, I don't. I mean, it's not that I don't appreciate looking at my guests, but I don't need to because it's a nice, clean signal. But. You know, yeah. Some people were like, you know, they show up and we're in like a tank top, and they're like, "So we're we gonna do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's just go to audio." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was laughing. You were talking about going to the chiropractor. Mm. Uh, I recently had my first experience with a chiropractor, yeah. and the my friend had sent me up with this guy and didn't tell me that he was a smoke show. 
<laughs> and I, he left the room. He, like he was acting like I knew what to do at the chiropractor. So he like left the room and was like, okay, get ready. And I'll come back in and we'll do an exam. So I was thinking like an exam, like doctor. And I also think like the fact that he was so hot just got to my head. <laughs> I, I took off my pants. I took off everything and I'm standing in like this John and I text my friend. I'm like, do you take your pants off at the chiropractor? She's like, no. What? So that's that's so funny. It would have been horrifying. He comes in and I have no pants on. He's like, <laughs> my friend was like, I have no idea why you would take your pants off for your back. I'm like, I don't know. I just. <laughs> that's so funny because my first chiropractor is a man and I did the same thing. Did you? Oh no. my God. I'm so relieved I'm <laughs> not alone. And he was I like, dude, 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 come on. I was like, no. That's funny. Well, he came back in and I like told him and he was like, I, I swear we see people set up in many different ways. So it's yeah, fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But you, nobody tells you what to do. They, they didn't give instructions and I think they really should. That well, could have been very embarrassing for me. Well, I don't know. It might have been it might have been very, uh, very profitable I could have a wife right now. Who it, knows? Yeah. You could have a you could have a doctor husband. <laughs> My doc, my husband's a chiropractor, and they make a shit ton of money too. My God, oh, yeah. my co-payment comes out of my colon. That's how expensive that is. <laughs> it's horrible. So now we talked about that. This is Trisha Alt, and you can free stalk her. I've already put it in the chat. It's up a couple lines. It's Trisha Alt, and she you can find her on Twitter at Trisha Alt T R I C I A A U. LD. She's on Facebook at comedian Trisha Alt, spelled the same way. She's on Instagram, makes my life easier, spelled the same way. And she has two websites, TrishaAlt.com and something I'm going to ask you about right now, NeverBeenMoreSingle.com. <laughs> yep, I bought the rights to that URL. Now That's tell so. now now you have a YouTube video that I've seen about Never Been More Single, but tell us about what is NeverBeenMoreSingle.com. So when I first started wanting to do comedy, I just wasn't ready to get on stage for whatever reason. And I started a blog, which was just kind of a way, a creative outlet to write down funny things that I thought were funny um, about dating and being single. And I have a really self-deprecating sense of humor. I, I love seeing the funny and kind of like, being hopelessly alone. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I only put things out there that I think are funny. So I've enjoyed writing it, but it, it was a lot of work and it just, it wasn't the best use of my time. So I don't <laughs> continue to maintain that blog. It also might, it might've been affecting some of my personal relationships. Oh my God, um, really? <laughs> over time. So yeah. Oh, wait a minute. You were dating, to- you were dating people while you had it? Or you were just dating, single. Dating's generous. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was seeing. I was seeing people. Okay. I was. I mean, maybe they would have dated me if I wasn't running a blog called Never Been More Single. Um, <laughs> you know, these are these are these are things in hindsight that you know. You learn. You learn through this process of trying to do comedy and be funny. But I don't understand I mean, why somebody who was you were seeing would be upset. I mean, I literally don't understand, you know, neverbeenmoresingle.com, why somebody would have a problem with that when you were starting it before 
you know, you were dating them. Yeah, I was writing in real time. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much like. All right, now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> you, let me send out a quick tweet about that. that oh situation. shit! Oh my god! Oh, it was one of those things. So like, you're on yeah, a date and went, "Oh, this guy's a, a this guy's a train wreck," and I got to write about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. So I've gotten better at having boundaries, which is good. <laughs> So are you currently dating now or you're you're in between? I don't want to say you're in between guys. That sounds really dirty. I'm in between no, guys. I'm about, it's been about like a 10, a 10 month in between period. Uh. Um, no, I, I was, my cousin made me go on match and I was like so motivated and really wanted to find someone and, you know, went in like super committed like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it seriously and take it seriously I dated a divorced father with three kids I was like all in <laughs> he broke up with me what what <laughs> oh like I really was committed to the process the and uh and now I'm just like I'm deleting the app off my phone like oh. this isn't working out for me you're better off through tinder you know, at like, this point you're better off through tinder well, yeah, getting physical needs met is not very hard. Yeah, uh, but you can always go on Tinder. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I've... I'm just I'm taking a break right now from from that scene uh... and focusing on myself and the stuff that I want to pursue because that's the most depressed. Like that's the most positive <laughs> way to say I am so depressed what? dating. <laughs> People. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people don't know this. If a comic is sort of depressed, it's hysterically funny. But if a comic is like manically depressed, it's hysterical for everybody else except the person that that actually knows that comic in a, in a personal way. But you're, you yeah, seem it's really hard for my parents. <laughs> it must be like, oh, my God, hide, hide the silverware. Anything sharp and shiny. Just get away. Yeah. From... But they're like, Trisha, uh, one bottle tonight, please. <laughs> But you're doing all right in comedy. You you uh, yeah. you know we were at the show down at the uh, down in Foxborough a couple months ago. But you're doing you have your own show at what is it Club Cafe? Is that in Boston? Yeah, it's in the Back Bay, uh, right South End Back Bay area. It's an amazing venue for for live performance art. They do a lot of like burlesque shows. You know, it's a restaurant, but they have a huge backroom um, auditorium type backroom. So. I run a monthly show there the first Thursday of every month, which uh, we had started out first Wednesday of every month and just switched to first Thursday. So we're experiencing a little bit of a transition there, but it's been really great so far. And the comics that have come on have been awesome. We just ran a show to donate money to Planned Parenthood, which was on the 21st of April. And Christine Hurley and Kelly McFarlane were on it, and they were amazing and incredible. Yeah. And we sold out that show, so it's been going well. I mean, I, I'm selfish, so I like doing shows like that to like prove to my dad, like I'm actually like I'm getting somewhere, Dad. I swear, <laughs> like these people are better than me, and they want to be on my show. Um, and like, look at all these people that came here to see me. Um, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm an amateur kind of psychologist, but there might be some daddy issues going on. No, I just, you know, <laughs> like, do your parents like are? No, my like parents my parents are, are both like, dead, so I don't have any <laughs> issues. I resolve you, them. Well, no, you, well, you just don't have to deal with 
parents <laughs> wanting, just wanting the best for you. I just, you, you know, like, it is. As far as I'm concerned, they always wanted the best, and that's what they're saying now, which is an easier yeah. thing than to have the live commentary. <laughs> yes, and they're probably thrilled with your comedy career and your radio show. But, and but your dad comes to your shows. He comes to all of my He comes shows. to all your shows. So he's super supportive. So you, you kind of paint him as this, you know, you kind of just said, well, oh, I, I, I have to prove I'm doing it. You are doing great. He's, he's coming to all these shows, so he sees it. He totally does. But it's still like a, it's a me thing. <laughs> you know, I, I want to get to a point where like, like I don't do this full time. I give you so much credit that you're able to do this full time. Barely. I would. Barely. I see. <laughs> You know what? I would definitely be at my goal weight. I will say that, but I would not be able to afford anything. My goal weight. Yeah. Oh my god. But but yeah. So you got the Club Cafe show, and who yeah. else do you work for? You working? Uh, you working for any of the Dick Doherty clubs? You doing, doing stuff for Laugh Boston? Actually, I'm doing a really cool show uh, at Laugh Boston. It is called Liquid Lunch, and it's on Saturday, May 20th at 2 p.m. And some really good comics are on it. It's going to be Will Noonan's hosting. Yep. I'm performing. Justin Hoff and Christine Hurley, who honestly is like my mother of comedy. Yeah. Like I, I love her. Though she could never be my mother because we're too close in age. But <laughs> she is incredibly talented, and I just love her. She's awesome. And she's good people too. Her and, and she bashes her husband something fierce, and he's like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, he's and he's. He is at every single one of he her is. shows. He is. He is. And they're like, yeah. well, you know, we drive up from the Cape. No matter where we go, we have to drive up. We have to drive. And she goes, Jimmy's, Jimmy's just parking the car. Don't worry about Jimmy fucking Hurley. You know, she's like, <laughs> he's always parking the car. He's always parking the car. He goes, let me tell you about and Jimmy Christine's Hurley. always got a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> she's always got the wine. Yeah, but she's so awesome. fun. And and the show we did down at Foxborough, Steve Sweeney was actually headlining that show. And we were in the back just hanging out. And I think it's like the first time we actually, because I think we met at Nick's Comedy Stop like six months ago before that briefly. But you did a fantastic job that night. And it was, you know, Thank and Steve, you. being on a Steve Sweeney show, he does make it, you know, some parameters. You know, you got to work a certain way. You have to be super tight on time. And of course, you know, Ryan was there too, the guy who books everything. So he's like, okay, make sure this works. Because if something's wrong, he's going to get it. And then he's going to give it to whoever gave it. But you did a fantastic job. And you made it so easy yeah. for me. And of course, I just like going in and getting out. And as you know, sometimes I'm middle, very, very rarely. But it was so, you set the table wonderfully. And everybody loved you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That was a fun show. Um, <laughs> when I was in the back room... Steve Sweeney like said hi to me. It was the first time I had ever met him, you know, as like a newer comic. It's mm -hmm. always like, oh, my God, it's so cool to like meet anyone that's done anything cooler than you, um, <laughs> which at this point is literally everyone. That's, so that's not uh, true. Come on. I met him and he like put his hand in his pocket and he had like loose change. And he was like, oh, here's here's some change. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Thanks. So now I have 47 cents on my bedside that I just keep. I'm like, you know, one day I'll be Steve I got, Sweeney. I got change from Steve Sweeney. <laughs> yes. I got loose change and, you know, a strand of hair. No, but um, <laughs> you mentioned hair because that clip is coming up 
in the next this this is actually one of my favorite bits that trisha does so what we're going to do is we're going to take our second break you're going to get another little sampling of trisha alt in the second clip and when we come back we're going to play a game with trisha a game i especially wrote for her and you're going to be playing directly against my audience how does that sound sounds great okay <laughs> that was a long delay but that's I fine so, i'm like game <laughs> I to think I about right? it <laughs> You are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. I've got a surprise for you. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. Oh, Sally. She's Bill Sweet. She got everything. The John needs. What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new To Catch a Predator. You're one ugly motherfucker. Hi, this is Kim Santo, and you are listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. You could be doing anything else tonight. Congratulations. And I just want to be honest to the sea of white men that I see before me, because I know you guys have been through so much. If you want the best blowjob of your life, call a competitive girl with a couple issues, the wrong name. I was like, you will never get this name wrong again! <laughs> On the Max Pike, because I wanted to be different. And honestly, quick PSA, very quick. Um, it's never your dick that's making us choke. There's a hair. There's one. There's one of my own hair. Like you're like, no, baby, it's you. Like my mouth is just so small, and you're just so overwhelmingly huge. And by the way, ladies, please go with that. Just make them feel good, you know. I have the same taunting like thought every time I give head. I'm like, if my dad had a cape house, I wouldn't have to do this shit. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And again, that was my guest, Trisha Alt. <laughs> that was me in all my glory. Oh, the ladies, the ladies love the bit. I actually love the bit. I think that bit is hysterical. And again, you, you you can freestock Trisha on Twitter. She's at Trisha Ald, T-R-I-C-I-A-A-U-L-D. On Facebook, comedian Trisha Alt. Instagram, Trisha Alt. Website, TrishaAlt.com. And of course, NeverBeenMoreSingle.com. Do you have a and calendar? I don't know why. Yes. <laughs> the funny it's thing is... you're a little insight into why I'm single. But if you watch the clip longer, it's like, so uh, if you guys are looking for anything... And I'm like, I don't know why... 
Like you actually, I wish I had the balls to do that when I was younger and single. I, 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 I really mean this. I literally wish that I had the ability to close and I never did. I don't know how I met anybody, but I would never leave the club with anybody ever. But you, yeah. you're basically going leave with me. On the club. But you don't even do that. You just, how much of that is no. real and how much but of it is joke? The thing is men, like I have never get approached after a show. Really? It's- yeah, which I, is amazing. I like, see. I don't I get that. that. Like, I don't... Men, please continue to do that. I mean, I get what? You know, <laughs> the occasional person that comes up to me and is like, "Oh, what's up, Tracy?" Or like, <laughs> but I don't know why. Like, guys don't come up to you after a show and try to no, hit I on get, you. I get more internet stalking. Like, I get a lot of internet <laughs> creeps. But well, I I, really I advertised get... all the ways to get a hold of you. By the way. <laughs> No, I mean, it's part of it. I mean, it's just fielding a lot of creepy stuff. Oh, I don't know. See, I like I like aggressive I women. The other day I was like just thinking like how awesome it must feel to have someone that like loves you unconditionally. Like I feel like I would be even more secure on stage <laughs> if I just like had that, you know, that. If person. you had so one I, person. I I do think it's kind of like it's pretty brave to be single and still trying to date and also putting out what I'm putting out (laughs) because but because genuinely, Mark, this is the type of comedy I would want to come to and want to laugh at. Yeah. It's funny. My sister was like, why can't you be more like Ellen DeGeneres? I was like, Laura, (laughs) you understand that I'm not a 59 year old lesbian millionaire, right? Right. Like, let's. I am not Ellen. It's just, it's so funny how, how little people, like people love to laugh, but so many people don't understand the process. Right. And I I was one of those people, even when I started a comedy, I had no idea what I was getting into. And I still don't. I mean, I've been doing it for five years and I still kind of don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just doing the best I can. But like, I'll talk to my friends or my sister and they'll be like, why don't you write a bit about, I'm like, cause that's not my life. Yeah. I, have no, I have no experience with that. Well, speaking of, uh, well, of course, Jason, my friend, Jason just came on and he said, speaking of internet creeps. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hello, Jason. Jason Thank is, you for joining us. Jason is actually not an internet creep, which is a funny thing. He's, but he's just, it's funny. Like all my friends are funny and people who, who follow the show are very, very funny. So you're in for a treat because Trisha Ald is literally one of the funniest newer comics. And I say newer comics because I'm not in that circle, but you are just shooting up past everybody else. And I'm not surprised with, you know, jokes like that, really original stuff and not afraid to take some chances. Again, I I wish I I had more of that. Yeah, it is a blessing and a curse. You're correct. My dad always said, Trish, that's what I respect most about you and what scares me. Yes. (laughs) Let's see how brave you are when you go toe-to-toe with my audience because we're going to play a game I wrote for you today, especially for you, and it's called Trish the Dish. Wow, look who it is. Trish the Dish. Nobody calls me that. Yeah, nobody calls you that. It's all Tracy. Now, I thought of a bunch of ways because your last name is Ald, and I thought, you know, for Old Lang Syne, and I was like, no, she's kind of into the dating thing. But then I thought it's Trish the Dish, which is an old thing. And we, you know, there was actually from one day at a time. That's how old it is. Trish the Dish. 
But I thought from I'm a, all rats. It is from all rats. But actually the reference is actually before that, from one day at a time. Yeah, yeah there was a girl oh, called Trish the Dish. So but I thought Trish the yeah. Dish, how about food that's named after ladies? How about that? It well, but not just food that's named after ladies. How about stuff that's really strange? Stuff that I don't understand because I have a wife and I don't understand. I understand mostly, but I don't understand. Okay, I, stop bragging. <laughs> so here's what I we're going to play. I a fulfilling relationship, Trisha, so I don't get it. No, no, I just, hey, I said I had a wife. I never said it was a fulfilling relationship. <laughs> and she might second that because she's online. Anyway, so let's do this. Now, you and I are speaking via Skype. We're speaking almost instantaneously. But the listeners are listening through the internet, which they may be experiencing a delay based on the server, which could be anywhere between four to eight seconds. So your advantage is you are faster. Their advantage is there's more of them than of you. Right. When we play Trish the Dish, I'm going to be describing a meal or a specific plate of food or a specific item of food, and you have to tell me what it is. Well, that- if every... If every answer sense. is not Elio's pizza or lean cuisine, I'm probably not going to do very well. <laughs> I don't have a very broad... But you've style. heard of these things. You've heard of these things, and maybe you don't okay. know where they all come from. And I all right, don't want to disappoint it. you, Mark. No, you will not disappoint me. Okay. My listeners always disappoint me, but you will not disappoint <laughs> me. So these are all named after... Well, the first two are not named after women, but I thought they were very strange. So there's going to be like two test questions. So let's just play with this. All right, audience, get ready. Trish, get ready. Here we go. If I said melted cheese on toast, what is that called? Nachos. Not- <laughs> oh, grilled cheese. Which, grilled I didn't, cheese. which I didn't know this. Nachos is actually named after a dude. Did you know that? I had no idea. It's named I mean, after a guy, really, Nacho. What they are. It was his nickname, Nacho. Anyway, but if I said melted cheese on toast, my wife will know this. She she tells me all the time, which I didn't know what it was. It's a British food. Melted cheese okay. on toast. I have no idea. See, I thought it was Welsh rabbit. It's not. It's Welsh rarebit. Have you and ever it's named after a woman? Yeah, no. It, no, this is just the weird name. See, my, of course, my wife just typed uh-huh. in Welsh rarebit, and I go Welsh rabbit. I go, this is cheese on toast, and she goes, yeah, <laughs> that's the whole yeah. point. So that's a test question. It's not overly funny, but I'm just going with it. How about this one? Yeah, I mean- the word means hunter in Italian. It is a meal prepared with onions, herbs, usually tomatoes, often bell peppers, and sometimes wine. And sometimes it has chicken in it. <laughs> Elio's pizza. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. No, <laughs> Kim Crawford. <laughs> no. Chicken Cacciatore. Kim got it right. See, that's what it is. So one, two, three. Four, five. Mark, so, we're, sh- we're really showcasing uh, my white material right I, now. <laughs> but that is, those are the, just the test questions. Oh, good, good. So it doesn't matter. Jesus, Mark, just describe my drunken cooking. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Now, these next ones are named after women. They're food that have a woman's name in them. And they're a special dish, okay? So here we go. An American dish of pan-fried beefsteak with sauce made from the seasoned pan juices popular in the middle 20th century 
but considered very dated by 1980. If I said, here's a story about Jack and... Jill? <laughs> Jack and Jill. No, it's John Mellencamp. Jack and Jill wedding shower? No. <laughs> What do you call what's going on in my life, Mark, what? just going to other people's events. I don't know about cooking food. No, it's not chicken Diane. It's not Diane. chicken Diane, but it's it's another it's Diane. It's no, it's not Diane. What's another word for cow? Not pork Diane. You're close. Beef Diane. Not beef Diane. <laughs> Trisha, what's another word for cow? I'm just gonna let Kim win. No, She's don't. really doing well. Diane's fish beef di- beef stroking off. No, it's not stroking. See, fish Diane. Are you shitting me? You, you know something? Nobody's gonna get this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it to anybody. <laughs> it is Diane. What's another Steak name? Diane? For- Steak Diane. Oh my God! You got it before anybody, which is terrible. You got it right. Careful, you're hot. I mean, <laughs> so you got that one right. I would like the steak. We can leave Diane out of that. That's this. right. How about this one? A French dessert consisting of a sauce of caramelized sugar and butter, tangerine or orange juice zest, and Grand Marnier or orange Caraco liqueur on top prepared at a tableside performance flambe. Gotta be honest, Mark, I like that all of these meals have some sort of liquor in them. <laughs> like, I really feel like you've you've I'm, done a lot of research. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hey, plate. you said, uh, what's the kind of guy that, that, um, that stalks you on the internet? He's a creep. Right. And what would be a French version of that? A crepe. So if it's a crepe, what kind of crepe am I talking about? An orange crepe? Nope. <laughs> this is uh, painful. Grand Marnier crepe? Crepe Diane. Stop it. Stop it. It's not crepe Diane. We're good, done with Diane. I think that's a good guess, Kim. Keep it up. No. It's not crepe diet. My my wife is like the big foodie. She would do that. I'm trying to figure out another name for Susan, but like a a little cutesy name for Susan. Sue? No, a little longer. (laughs) Crepe stroking off. (laughs) You're assholes. Everybody's drinking tonight except me. All right, go try it. No, it's not Sue, but it's a little longer than Sue, but it's a cutesy name. A little, a little more cutesy. If you were a tiny little girl, <laughs> well, I'm not. Susie Crepe. No, come on. Nobody gets it. You know something? I'm gonna just go. Nobody gets it. Ooh, be careful, madam. Uh, the plate is very hot. It's Crepe Suzette. Oh. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody. Absolutely nobody. Sounds great. I spent a lot of time on these, by the way. <laughs> I know. I. Uh, I imagine you did. And they're going, oh. <laughs> Fucking right. There you go. How about this one? We may just. It's going to get easier, though, because the the last two are super easy and you're going to get. But this one's the last one of the hard one. An American dish made with diced poultry or seafood and mushroom in a butter slash cream sauce and Parmesan sauce flavored with wine or sherry. Named after a 1900s opera singer, Louisa, the Florentine Nightingale. It's got chicken in it. Chicken and then it starts with a T. Seafood stuffed mushrooms. No, that's not named after a person. <laughs> Chicken Florentine. No. It starts with a T. Chicken and then a T. Oh, what's that game where those different shaped objects come down? You have to line them up to make a line. 
Right. So if I said chicken Tetris, it wouldn't be chicken Tetris. It would be chicken Tracy. No. <laughs> close. Uh, you know something? You're closest to it because I'm going to give the listeners 10 seconds. <laughs> chicken Tracini. What is it? Chicken Tresini. Chicken Tetrazzini. Careful, you're hot. <laughs> Careful, you're hot. There you go. You got that one right. Now it's going to get super easy. How about this one? A cocktail of tequila, triple sec, and lime or lemon juice, often served with salt on the rim of the glass. Margarita. Margarita. Careful, you're hot. I'm that was named after 1948 Dallas socialite Margaret Margarita Sams. She wanted a refreshing poolside drink while on vacation in Mexico. How about this one? June 1889, Rafael Esposito invented a dish in honor of the Queen of Italy. The mozzarella, tomato, and basil created to mimic the colors of the Italian flag. It sounds like the answer you just gave me. Pasta? <laughs> no, it sounds like the answer, the previous question's answer. I can't even remember what it was. The tequila. The tequila drink. Oh. Margarita. Right. So oh, what? Ma margarita pizza. It's a margarita pizza. Careful. You're hot. She said Sarah Lisa. Before what? <coughs> this is where my ADD takes The me. queen of Italy was named Margarita of Savoy. So this pizza was named after her. Betty, you're just randomly writing people's names. By the way, you Jason, know, you wrote Betty twice. That's the <laughs> ultimate goal to have a pizza named after you. Like, I want Tracy pizzas everywhere. <laughs> well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if we could, it would be a. It would be a meat lover. <laughs> On that note. Let's take our third and final break, and we come back. We're going to talk to Trisha Alt and find out about her first time, her best time, and her worst time, and what else she's got going on. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia. And yes, I is Keisha Lorraine and all that, and we got through it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. We got through it, and I added them all up. You got steak, Diane. You got crepe, Suzette. You got chicken, Tetrazzini. You got margarita, and you got the margarita pizza. The audience, in fact, got fucking zero, which means you win. <laughs> you win. How do you feel? 
honestly, I I just want to thank my parents for always supporting me and Jesus Jesus Christ, who is the wind beneath my wings. No, don't don't blame Jesus for any of this tonight. <laughs> just, let's, we're all gonna go to hell if you start bringing Jesus yeah, into it. You're right. But very yeah, good. So you beat the audience. Not only did you beat the audience, you swept them, which hasn't happened in a while. You took out all the listeners, and they're just they're all over the place. They don't know what Mark, you're talking about. What I will say is, if you had done cocktails, I would have crushed uh, that. <laughs> well, you were very quick with the margarita, by the way. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to get you on again, and then I will do specialty cocktails. All right, perfect. We'll we'll have to do that. But before we let you go, two things. We definitely want to find out what you got coming up over the next couple of weeks or so. But definitely yeah. tell me and my lovely listeners about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. So my first was with my high school sweetheart. <laughs> was, sorry. Oh, first, first comedy. Uh, Let's go with first comedy. Yeah. yeah. My first comedy. <laughs> I actually signed up for... Um, I signed up for a competition. It was like just for local comics and musicians and it totally wasn't a comedy club and I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and I don't think they really knew what they were doing. It was that Lansdowne <laughs> pub in Boston. They gave me like 15 minutes. I had never done comedy before. Um, my friends came out, my family came out and I did 15 minutes and after I performed, my sister was like, I've never seen you more comfortable in my life. Like, you are just meant to be on stage. I mean, my jokes were, were not great, but, like, I just genuinely feel so good when I'm up yeah. on stage. And I do think that that comes through in my performances. I'm not the strongest writer, but I just love being on stage so much. And I think people see that, and that's what attracts them to my comedy. So that was my first time. I ended up winning the competition, which was cool. I got a hundred dollar gift card. Nice. Um and that was, you know, it was cool to like make some money off off doing comedy. And then for three years I made no money. So. <laughs> it's a full sense of security, I was gonna say. <laughs> exactly. It was it was not realistic. You know, you could uh, make money at this, but you can't make money in this. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then my best time on stage, I would say, you know, every every new time I'm on stage feels like the best time now. I mean, I running the show at Club Cafe was honestly awesome. I got to host, I got to have two people that I I respect so much and think are super funny. Christine Hurley and Kelly McFarlane were on my show. And like, it was just awesome to be able to host them and provide an audience that I knew would laugh and think they were funny. And, um, I actually knew every single person in the room. We sold about 140 tickets and I knew per, I personally knew every person that came out to that show. So wow. it felt honestly like a wedding like I was like I <laughs> I felt like I was like greeting people like they were there to support me and like it just it was awesome I had friends from high school friends from college friends from work friends from previous jobs so it it was cool to see people so supportive of my process and like wanting to be there for for the big stuff that means a lot to me yeah. and I did a great job hosting and it felt good to just do well in front of you know, people that care and like want me to do well. 
Um, so that was my best show, but I, I genuinely believe that every show after the last is, it feels better and better, you know? Good. Um, yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great position to be in. Cause it, it's always going to make you go further and further and further and always excel for the, the better. And the only problem is it feels like you're chasing a rush, like you're chasing it and chasing it. And then if you have one bad one, which is what I want you to tell me about your crashing of that whole process yeah. with your worst show. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm going to give you two. Oh, two of them. There, okay. there are two that are so ruthlessly awful. <laughs> um, the first one, I was so ignorant. <laughs> And the second one, I was also so ignorant. But the first one, I was like so new. I was so new to comedy. I was so excited. I thought it was so funny. I was like, everyone's going to love me. I'm so funny. And um, my father is a cop. And he works with a guy who lived near Frank Santorelli. Mm -hmm. So... You know, like they he had connected me to him just to like pick his brain a little bit about comedy and getting in the scene. And Frank was doing a show at Giggles and he was like, oh, come out. It was like a Wednesday night. And I didn't realize, but I think it was like a like a they got to bring like a newer comic to do some time. (laughs) So when I got there, he was like, do you want to do some time? We can give you like four minutes. And I was like, I think he said four or five minutes. And I was like. I was totally unprepared because I I wasn't expecting to go up. I, I yeah. genuinely was just coming out to watch the show. Um, but as obviously a, a more seasoned comic, I know to always be prepared for that. So I obviously said yes, that I would get up. And I was so unprepared. I did probably 12 minutes. They gave me the light many, many times. Uh-oh. I didn't even know. I didn't know where the light was. It just, it was not a good experience. I That's a tough one at Giggles, too, because Giggles remembers for a long time. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I still have a hard time looking some of them in the face. I'm like, do yeah, we all remember. I know. Yep. I'm like, I've gotten better. Um, yeah, not a good place to bomb. So if I could give any suggestions to any new comics, I would just say maybe stay, stay away from there until yeah. you're like 10 years. <laughs> yep now that's a pretty bad story What's... yeah that, oh but yeah this one's worse this one... <laughs> uh, i was asked to compete in a roast battle and this was recent this was like a year or so ago oh i hate those <laughs> and i was four years into comedy um it was part of the boston comedy festival and i said yes without asking any questions without <laughs> Without even knowing the format. Without like, knowing what a roast battle is kind yes, of thing. Exactly. Oh. Um, without questioning if my writing style even is aligned with this type of processor. <laughs> and the person who booked me reached out to me a couple times, like definitely like checking in and was like, how do you feel? Like, are you good? Do you need, do you need any support? Like with your writing? Like, do you want me to look over anything? And I was like, Pfft. No, I am good. <laughs> I'm like, I am so funny. They're going to love me. I know comedy. Like, just really um, <laughs> excited to be there. And I got there and I did all of my jokes in the first minute. And we were supposed to be on stage for 10 minutes. And oh, then I wow. ate dicks for nine. <laughs> um, 
And it was, I couldn't have wanted to crawl under a rock any harder. Like, it was awful. I was counting the seconds down. Yeah, that was was probably the worst one. What stage was that on? It was at um, uh, Oberon. Oh, Oh, and who were you battling in the roast battle? Yes, yeah, so I was battling someone who I didn't know, which I don't think is a good start to to a battle. Um, oh my god, I can't even remember his name. His name is Mark, and he's from New from Maine, I think. Mark um, Turcott. What Walton? I'm... Mark Walton is his name. Don't know. He's, He's like a he's been doing comedy for like 10 years so he had a bunch of a bunch more experience on me yeah. but more than that like he didn't really have an internet presence and I have I'm like all over the internet so I feel like it, I just feel like I was at a disadvantage cuz I was trying to like look up things that I could write jokes about but the only thing I could really write jokes about were his jokes because that was the only thing that was on the internet <laughs> Whereas like I had like this blog, he could like read all these personal things that I put out there. Oh. It just it was not fun. So you felt violated <laughs> personally. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like it's like anytime like I don't want to generalize it, but most times when a female comic chooses to do these roast battles, it just becomes a like a slut shaming like like whatever and it kind of felt like that so they asked me to do it again and i was like oh, i'm good no i i've never i never liked that like i joke with people and we would zing people left and right from backstage we'd back mic people and we zinged everybody but it never got personal and to me yeah. it's like the old dean martin roast where people would zing about stuff that wasn't really personal it was general knowledge but these roast battles, even when they do them on Comedy Central, they're first of all they're not overly funny, and second they're just let me gut somebody, you know, yeah, let, let me I, hit them I once and gut them, and it's like that's not so is so self deprecating that yeah I don't like I would rather stand on stage and roast myself like that's my style that's what I would prefer I would rather talk about my experiences and let people decide if they identify or don't and mm. laugh or don't then I would to make fun of a group of people or make fun of a person. Yeah. It's, I mean I really if you listen to my stand up I really don't make fun of other people. I kind of just make fun of myself. Yeah. And I mean um, and, and that's your style and that's why your type that type of style won't work unless you said, you know, and I don't have that mentality. Like I'll take a joke from somebody I know, but if you insult me, I'll I want to punch you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, and it'll turn yeah. into a real battle. It really will. I don't really. To your earlier point, like I don't. I mean, I respect the comics that do roast battles, and I think the writing style is really challenging. And I, like, I respect and appreciate anyone that does them. I just have started to really enjoy a lot of the comedy specials that are more artistic. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I just watched Maria Bamford's special uh, "Old Baby," and I just thought it, I just found it so artistic and so unique. Um, stuff like that to me, it like I don't know, speaks to me more than just like bashing on someone. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just it's a quick, you know, it's like 
one or two comics or a bunch of comics, and it's gladiatorial in nature. And I understand. Yeah. But you don't find out who the better comic is. You find out who the better insult comic is. Right. Anyway, you don't need that shit, Trisha. You're too good for that. You're too good <laughs> no, for that I mean, shit. At the end of the day, a more seasoned comic was like, you know what? I like you like you were fearless like a lot of other chicks said that they didn't want to do it it was when roast battles had just first started coming out or this show had just first come out in boston so i was one of the first chicks to do it here not that that matters but like a lot of other women had said no um and i just blindly was like yeah and i think that's my takeaway from it is that you know whether it be comedy or my personal life or you know, whatever it may be, I I choose to kind of just go for it. And, you know, sometimes it is a bomb. Sometimes it sucks. <laughs> sometimes I eat dick. But it's like, whatever. Like, I figure it out after the fact. And yeah. I'm never, like, disappointed in doing the doing it or having that experience. Or Well, Mark, Mark yeah. from Maine figured you out. <laughs> so you learned I'm going to fuck this dude next time. Yeah. I'm going to fuck him oh, up. I know. Exactly. It's like. <laughs> It's so funny in comedy too. Like you just keep certain people in your head, and you're just like, one day, yeah, <laughs> one day I'm gonna make it, and I'm gonna be like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you just just make sure they don't pass you, because that's the worst when they pass you. You're like, I fucking hate that <laughs> asshole. <laughs> where he has the list of people, and he like crosses them off with the lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that sums up my comedy career. It's just like a list of people, and I'm just like slowly crossing them <laughs> off as they make peace with me. So making peace and all that. What do you got coming up that the audience can check you out? And again, check her out yeah. on Twitter. She's at Trisha Alt. Facebook, comedian Trisha Alt. And Instagram, Trisha Alt. And the website, TrishaAlt.com. And of course, NeverBeenMoreSingle.com. So is your calendar on any one of those or all those? Um, I don't, I don't, but I, uh, the, up, the upcoming show that I'd really love people to attend is the Laugh Boston show. It's a, a weekend show on a Saturday at two o'clock. Um, it's like a, a brunch. It, it'll be fun. Um, I'm excited to do that. And, and that's May 20th. You said, yep. It's May 20th at 2 PM. And again, Christine Hurley's on it. Um, Will Noonan's hosting it. Justin Hoff is Justin on Hoff, it. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a really good show. It's it's a really good lineup of really funny comics. Um, and I'm really excited to do it. Well, you definitely, you got to check that out, guys. That sounds like a great show. And it's middle of the day, so fucking go. I don't understand. So Trish, yeah. it's Trisha, I got to tell you, it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm I'm so grateful that you uh that you text me and we could make this happen. So, and I know I'm yeah. going to see you around uh the comedy circuit quite a bit and you're probably just going to pass me and then you have to cross my name out in lipstick. Is what's going to happen. No, you're not on the list, Mark. You're not, not on the list. I'm not on the list. It's, it's- it's good to not be on the list. Okay, well maybe I can get on the list and then get crossed off the list. That's what I would appreciate. <laughs> But Trisha, it's been great having you on, my God, and uh, and I know we're gonna we're gonna see you again soon, and definitely check her out. So, Trisha Alt, thanks for being part of the show. Thank you, thanks so much, Mark. Thanks to everyone who listened in. All right, you have a great night now, darling. All right, take care. All right, bye bye. Bye, Trisha Alt, everybody. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Just don't thank me yet.
Actually, you know something? You can thank me because I'm going to wrap the show up. It's been a fun show. Oh, my God. It's so funny. But let me tell you where I'm going to be this week. Nothing going on. <laughs> I'm teasing. Tomorrow, I'm doing some uh, some film work background. Not glamorous. I can't even tell you where I am or what film I'm doing it. But suffice to say, I'll be doing it. Friday night, as of right now, I'm going to be off so you can't see me. But Saturday night, I am doing a fundraiser in Springfield, Mass. And my calendar will update that uh uh, that particular thing. I don't know if it's a public show or private show, but my public show this Sunday, the Salem Spirits Trolley. If you have not had a chance to get on the Salem Spirits Trolley, I would completely recommend it. It's such a good time. And you guys, you just, it's so fun. And I'm part of that. And I love being part of that. So as always, if you want to be a sponsor, a guest, or leave a question or comment, email the show at radioirregardless at gmail.com or call the hotline 978-219-9294. Hey, guys, next week we have no guest scheduled, but I'll see what I can do. Have a great week, everybody. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Testing one, two, three.